Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Tuesday night slash Wednesday morning, we got word that St. Louis interests, the city of St. Louis, the county of St. Louis, and the regional sports authority were headed toward an agreement with the National Football League to settle a four-year-old lawsuit that claimed fraud and unjust enrichment for the league. Fraud by the Rams and the league and unjust enrichment for Stan Kroenke and the National Football League. It turned out on Wednesday morning, Michelle, that the agreement was finalized and it wound up being worth $790 million for the St. Louis side, for the plaintiffs. Unfortunately, we never got a chance to see in a court setting what St. Louis had against the NFL. And this is certainly a win for the legal team representing St. Louis. This is certainly a win for the city. But, Randy, I don't know about you, but over the long weekend, I talked to a lot of people who are sports fans here in St. Louis, and they feel a void here. They really wanted to watch all of this play out in court. They wanted their pound of flesh. And even though St. Louis did extract all of this money from Stan Kroenke in the NFL, they feel a little incomplete because they're never going to get that. Throughout the course of this process, I said that one of the things that I wanted out of this case was closure for Dave Peacock and Bob Blitz, who literally spent more than a year of their lives, November of 2014 until January of 2016, trying to get an actionable stadium plan in place and took away time from their families and their jobs. And Dave Peacock, part of that task force, joins us now on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line on 101 ESPN. And Dave, it's always good to hear your voice. Hope your Thanksgiving was good. How you doing? I'm good. Thanks, Randy. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, I want to start with this. How did you feel about the settlement when you learned about it? Um, I I guess, uh, you know, probably a little relieved, um, I think, because I do think you don't settle for that kind of sum of money without an admission of guilt. I know I don't think they put it in the papers themselves, but at the end of the day, you don't write a $790 million check without admitting you're doing something wrong. Um, I just heard you all talk, and I know people kind of wanted the trial and the drama around the trial. Um, in the end, I think what people know is pretty much what they would see in trial. They might get a little more detail and a little more about, you know, different aspects of the deal. But it's the end of the day, you know, we were told to follow a process. There was relocation guidelines that were publicly disclosed. We followed those. We were told all along and encouraged all the way up through a meeting with the commissioner in, in October. Um, and then everyone knew kind of how things played out with Eric Rubman getting on the radio and other efforts to undermine our, our, our process, even though we were encouraged by the committee um, while we had league executives undermining uh, a bit, or at least seeming to try to. 
And um, we did what we, we were asked to do. You know, we had a, a full construction design building. We had financing in place, including, you know, public funds approved in the city through the Board of Aldermen. Um, and we had the site, which was actually one of the hardest things. We, no one ever really talks about, but getting the site secured was actually a big challenge. Um, it wasn't written about a lot, but getting options and, and quote-unquote control of the land was one of the biggest challenges, and we had that. And at the end, we were ignored, and then the claim in the case was that the relocation um, guidelines didn't matter. And one of the things I said, well, if the relocation guidelines don't matter, then why did you hold a town hall meeting with, with emails telling us that the relocation guidelines are the reasons why you're setting up that town hall meeting, uh, the one, Randy, that you spoke uh, so eloquently at? So just a lot of pretty obvious kind of glaring process breakdowns that I think led to the settlement and, like I say, to me, um, an admission that the process was flawed. So with that being said, Dave, that we kind of know, as people that have paid attention to the process, we know what the NFL did. Was there something, and if so, what was it, that you would have liked to have have come out in trial that hasn't been revealed publicly yet? Um. I mean, as I think about it, there's nothing that, that jumps out. Um, you know, I do think, um, and I've said this before publicly, that this was more of a league and probably a league staff issue um, with, with a handful of owners maybe kind of supporting. Um, I know everybody voted. I guess it was 30 to 2 at the end. But I think by then, even the people that saw the gaps in the process were broken down and frankly were said, okay, if you're going to indemnify me, fine, I'll vote for it at this point because it seems like everything's pushing that way. And I know how those days go when, you know, they've been there for hours. And even if you're an owner who says, man, I don't like how this process is playing out and I don't really like, um, you know, the LA project uh, that ended up getting approved for this reason or that reason. Um, but and, and frankly, Stan was pretty, in my opinion, um, was pretty open about wanting to move. Um, you know, I, I don't, wouldn't have done it the way he did it and not talking publicly for years and kind of dismissing fan base and what have you. But at the end of the day, he was pretty transparent about what he wanted and had even said at one point, hey, you know, I, I don't know if the legal let me move, to be honest. So um, and when I think of the I do think the league probably knew of his plans in L.A. before they claim they did and, and, and then made statements to the contrary, you know, after knowing that. Um, but beyond that, I don't, I don't really think there's anything, you know, specific. I mean, we really all have the benefit of hindsight and as it's playing out, that's one thing I try to explain to people and, and it would have come out in trial. You don't really, you don't see all the pieces of the puzzle until, you know, the picture is clear until the puzzle's put together. And so we didn't know there's people say, Oh, well, you knew this wasn't going to work. And, you knew I said, we didn't. In fact, the day of the vote, as you know, the committee voted five to one in favor of Carson. So we thought, oh, well, this is great. You know, committee is approving effectively a project that would keep the Rams in St. Louis. So, um, at the end, you know, I always figured when we went into this that we'd either keep our team by making it too difficult for them to move. Um, maybe we'd have a new owner. Maybe they would figure out some other plan. You know, maybe it wouldn't be the Rams even, but that we would keep an NFL team or that would make it difficult enough and that there would be a likelihood of a process breakdown where there could be litigation. And 
we saw that that happened. And I know we spent a lot of money that people Master TV over in the St. Louis Business Journal wrote every month how much we'd spent. But, you know, the $18 million now in lieu of a $790 million um, verdict or settlement is uh, it doesn't, it doesn't look uh, like, like a bad idea at this point. And we really did believe we could either keep the team or have some positive outcome. Um, never envisioned it would be as much as it, as it ended up being. Dave, I want to follow up on something that you just said. You're talking about hindsight and now that the picture is clear. So are, are you saying that you didn't feel like the fix was in with the NFL at any point throughout this process, even though you might have felt that it was flawed up until the vote? I'd say there's in terms of the fixes in. I think that there were people, especially as you got in the late fall for the vote of, I think it was 2015, that we could clearly feel league staff kind of working against us. Um, for whatever reason, and then that's one I, I don't really know, unless it's just they felt Stan's project was just easier to approve or easier to get done. Um, but we also, at the same time, we're having, and we were told at that point to, to deal directly with the, the committee, the, the, the group of six owners. And at that point, we had great interactions um, all the way up into December with the LA Opportunities Committee. And you know, Bob McNair um, worked directly with us. Um, I remember him calling me at one point um, and, and saying, you know, hey, if, if, if you all could come up with a little bit more money and, and do some other things, um, you know, I think we could maybe look at $300 million versus $200 million, um, as far as a league contribution. And he couldn't guarantee it. He said, I'm, I'm chair of the finance committee, but I think it's fair to put that on paper. And we, have, we even went back to confirm that before we launched our – um, final financial proposal to the Board of Aldermen because we wanted to make sure, like, this is going to get public. We need to make sure that you're at least aware of that. And he didn't have a problem with it. Um, and that was, gosh, I don't know if it was late November or December. So our interactions with the committee, despite what the league staff was doing, gave us, you know, comfort and some encouragement. We sent books to every owner and turned everything in a little bit ahead of schedule. And as I said, the day of the vote, that afternoon, we hear the committee voted five to one in favor of Carson. So we're thinking, great, this is this is working out. You know, we're nervous and we're uncertain like anything else, but uh, we, we felt pretty good. You certainly go through times when you're getting frustrated when it's this state senator, that state senator saying they're going to attack the financing plan or this league person doing something you know, in the media. But um, I'll tell you, it, during the process, we never felt – that everyone was against us because we had, you know, like I said, this, this good interaction with the LA Opportunities Committee. How was the interaction with Kevin Demoff during that fall? Uh, minimal. Um, he was engaged in the process early in through the summer, probably midsummer, um, And by kind of late summer, you know, he would, he would, we presented to the league, you know, he was there. But there was pretty minimal interaction at that point. And as I said, I mean, I, I think it was clear by, for everybody that Rams wanted to move. Mm-hmm. And it was really going to be in the league's court to decide that and ultimately the committee to make a recommendation to, to the league owners. And, and so, you know, for them to, to fake that they were, you know, focused on St. Louis, I think, was, was not going to be something they were going to do. Dave, you've obviously learned a lot throughout this process, and hindsight is twenty twenty. But if someone was going to go into business with the NFL and they came to you for advice, what advice would you give them? 
great question. No one's ever asked that. Um, I'd say, and again, some of the players are different now than they were back then, but, um, you know, make sure you have all your bases covered and make sure you get everything in writing and be as thorough and as thoughtful as possible before entering an agreement with the league. I do think this process has probably taught the league and, and when I say the league, the league staff, but also the owners. And, and people have to remember that. They, they are somewhat different. I mean, the owners, quote-unquote, control the league staff, but as far as how day-to-day operations run, it's, it's, it's a little bit like a board of directors in a company. You, know, you have management of the company, and you have a board of directors that meets at whatever frequency. Um, I don't think they're always on the same page. Or sometimes, like you find in companies, you, I don't think that the, the, the owners always know what the league staff uh, the approach they're taking um, that may be different now, but um, it would just be that to make sure you have all your bases covered and, and to have things very, very, very thought through and buttoned down. Dave Peacock with us for a few more moments here on 101 ESPN. Dave, you did build up some good relationships with NFL people during the course of the process. And with that being the case, and with this puzzle being complete now, you probably have a better read of anybody as to the, the viability of a future NFL team in St. Louis. What do you think it is? I don't think it's very high. And I think, and that disappoints a lot of sports fans. I think the reason is beyond, let's say, relationship with the league and the settlement and all that. Um, one, you have to have an owner and no one has stepped up in our community to own an NFL team. And you need to have at this point, several billion dollars given the cost of these teams to own a team. That's number one. Number two, you know, you've got a three team market right now. So to bring a fourth team in could be challenging at the time we had the Cardinals and the blues. We did not have MLS soccer yet. And MLS was much smaller even then than it is now. And so it was a different dynamic. We knew we could support an NFL team, but by bringing a fourth team in, you know, you've got to think about revenue relative to sponsorship, ticket sales, what have you. And, and it can get tough for a city our size. It's nothing, you know, you see it in Chicago and New York and some of the larger cities, Philadelphia, but it gets a little harder for a city our size. So I think some of those things, you know, lack of an owner and with the financial kind of wherewithal and commitment to really do it. And, and I think, even with that, I think that the question of quite kind of fourth team that's going to require, you know, several hundred million dollars of revenue per year to sustain itself. Can it, can it make it with very successful baseball team and exciting hockey team? And frankly, I think one of the, what's, what's going to be one of the top five MLS teams, you know, in the league when that team starts playing. Dave, that's a very truthful and realistic answer, but it's probably really disappointing to a lot of sports fans here in St. Louis who are very emotionally attached to the Rams and to the NFL. So uh, a lot of fans don't really feel satisfied by the outcome of this settlement. What would you tell them? As someone that was in the eye of the storm, what would you tell fans who feel disappointed by this outcome? You know, I think first I'd say where were you a couple years ago in the sense of mindset. Um, I think a lot of people, you know, we saw articles that were saying that the lawsuit was frivolous and crazy. And yet here we are, you know, a couple of years later with the $700 million in settlement. I do think it's an admission. It's the largest settlement in the relocation that I've ever heard of um, in any sport. So it says a lot. It's, 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 it's set precedent, if you will. Because um, it's going to be hard for any team to move from a city if the city is making any effort to keep that team without this sort of an outcome or without being thoughtful relative to their process. So I think that's 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 a precedent, really, that'll probably go on forever. Um, 
you know, I understand. I look, I'm a huge football fan. It's the one sport I played in high school. So, um, you know, I wasn't good enough to do anything else and wasn't even good at football really. But um, so I hate not having an NFL team here. I mean, I love the experience. And, and, and it's, I said someone in New York who I'm friends with, they said, look, you know, the NFL should actually feel kind of good about this as much as they hate writing the check. The fact that their brand leaving a city matters to the point where it's cost them almost $800 million, you know, means that the, the brand and the business means something, um, which is you got to go through the process the right way. So I know people are disappointed, but at the same time, they have to look up and see where we are. You know, we've got an exciting baseball team and a team that's, that's changing with some of its roots and heritage with Wayno and, and, uh, and Yadier, but some great new players. You've got a hockey team. It's exciting. It's just won the cup recently. And then Major League Soccer, I don't think people haven't been, even if you're an, a moderate soccer fan, when you're going to, I think the experience you're going to have here in St. Louis is going to be incredible. And you've got the Slew Billikens playing well. Um, you've got an exciting new coach at Mizzou football. Um, you know, saw last year at Mizzou basketball doing well. We, we've got a great sports, um, both tradition and environment and great sports teams in the, in the St. Louis region and the, in the greater area. And, it's a lot to be excited about. Finally, Dave, a lot of people think they know how the $790 million is going to be spent, or they certainly have opinions about it. How would you like to see the $790 million spent? Um, you know, it's, it's, it's difficult. I've had a couple of people ask, um, and obviously I won't be involved in that, but um, yeah, I do think anything that can, that can help generate economic activity for the city, it's what an, it's what an NFL team would do, right? And so, whether that's convention center, whether that's um, obviously dealing with some of the, the crime issues you have down in, especially in, in kind of the central corridor, but throughout the city, because um, it has the reputational impact. Um, and I do think there's some foundational things that, that are kind of root causes for some of that. You know, early childhood education is important, education in general, um, obviously some of the mental health things where the, the, the resources have been short and, and, and those things don't believe it or not take as much money as people think. So there's a lot between this, this funding and the federal stimulus dollars that that's going to have to be decided here in the next year or so as to where it goes. But I I'm excited that there could be a generational impact on the city. If, if people make the right choices and, and really kind of work these dollars hard and invest them invest them wisely and dave i I neglected to ask this and i I want to as you know i'm irrationally bitter about the departure of the franchise (laughs) you spent a year getting no money and basically doing a full more than a full-time job you had young kids at home you took time away from your family and it did wind up being a fix are you over it I am. I believe it or not. I mean, I've, I've seen enough in business that this, not this level or this visibility, but stuff like this goes on. I sort of understand in the backdrop how it happens. Um, and I'm, you know, it was, it was actually almost two years because we actually started work prior to being mm-hmm. passed as a task force. Um, and you learn a lot. And these experiences are great for learning. Um and I did get to meet with I mean, the people that worked on this and people use me and Bob as like, oh, we did everything. I mean, I could go from Greg Carey at Goldman Sachs to Doug Thornton at SMG to Dan Barrett at Barrett Sports Group to um, various owners and, and some po- folks in the league who were very helpful. Um, just Eli Hoisington and HOK and the whole team there. Um, Jim Woodcock was incredible, who also didn't frankly get paid uh, for the work he did um, and, and was someone I talked to every day. 
Jeff Rainford. I mean, I could go on and on with people who, who leaned into this either voluntarily or even if they were paid and not from St. Louis, they were emotionally engaged. I mean, people from New York, like guys from Goldman that would be on the phone with us at 10 at night, you know, when they didn't have to be. Um, this, I, I saw some of the best of people in this process, even though I know we all kind of saw some of the worst in people as well. Dave Peacock, thanks for what you do and have done for St. Louis. We really appreciate it and always appreciate your friendship and your time this morning. You guys are the best. I appreciate it.